This is an OSV Podcasts production. To learn more about OSV Podcast Network, visit osvpodcasts.com. We got a call-in joke, didn't we? We did. This joke is from our friend Tucker, who's apparently a devotee of the podcast. So I think that's got to be three, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> that we're on. Are you including us? Oh wait, four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we got four. <laughs> we got four. So if people. he laughs at his own joke, four people will like right, it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Tucker sent in the joke. Did you hear about the person who didn't pay their exorcist? They got repossessed. Oh. Oh man. <laughs> wow. So good repo man joke. <laughs> repo man. Yeah. So that thank you, a, Tucker. Yeah. I used to uh, when. My daughter was born, and the hospital bill came in, and I was paying it off in installments because I- well, I was afraid you were going to be oh, like, wow. my daughter got repossessed. <laughs> that, that was the and joke. I had to like, get her out of hock. <laughs> oh, did I steal it? I, I deserve it. <laughs> yeah, you stole my Lego thunder. You. No, when I finally paid it off, I just looked down at my seven-month-old and said, you're safe now. <laughs> <laughs> The note has been paid. Right. <laughs> this is what redemption is. Redeeming yes. someone yeah. originally was you were buy. That's why you can redeem coupons and stuff. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. you're you're paying for something or one time payment. Oh, and I love to redeem coupons. Yeah. If you don't know me, listeners, I am very cheap. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> and uh, my wife's not cheap, but she is frugal. And Maybe so, I'm frugal. Yeah. yeah, I once had a menswear place pay me after I bought stuff from them because of the coupon situation. <laughs> You're joking? No, he said you must be a math major. I said it's your coupon. <laughs> you wow. must you must need a math major. <laughs> Are you making this up? No, they had to pay you from the register. Yeah, they didn't just say like, okay, that's it. You you you've spent it into oblivion. I don't remember all the details, but basically, yeah, they had to open up the register and give me like eight dollars or something like that. That After I bought like a tie and a coat. Dude, you win. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. So I I didn't know I had a coupon kindred spirit over here. We've got the resurrection (laughs) of Jesus Christ. We've got the Star Wars prequels and and original trilogy. And then we have you getting paid out of a register. Like those are the three moments. It was Joseph Bank. But you have a great Joseph Bank story where you got a free suit from Joseph Bank. I did. I got a free three suits from Joseph Bank. I did not know that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I got, because I I got married during COVID. That's right. You were the best man, Justin. So I got married during COVID. And so we got a custom, oh, I got two suits for free and I got three suits, suits total. That's right. Okay. So we did a custom suit. You didn't want to get married in a suit you just wear to school for work. Right. So right. we you so I got my suit. my first custom suit. Um and so I had the whole thing where the tailor's like measuring me out and writing things down and it's taking really long. By the way, the great thing about being a guy is you can use your suit from your wedding. I do where, use my suit yeah, from my wedding all the time. As yeah, the, no, no, no. The, the bridal dress is yeah, it, that's just done. closet yep. space yep. now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so um but then COVID happened and so they closed. And so I'm on the the, the chat uh, with the customer service people. I'm like, I don't have my suit for my wedding, bruh. <laughs> and so they're like, so sorry. And I was like, no, just like give me my suit. I paid for it. It's my suit. I need it to get married in. And they're like, no, we're not opening. So what we can do is we'll give you a free suit and a free Custom Express suit, which Custom Express is where 
basically you don't you have just a limited number that you can choose from it's still mm-hmm. custom mm-hmm. but it's like you you can't just choose from anything there's I like see. eight different options that you can choose from and so I did and it was great cuz I got so I got my custom suit didn't get it for my wedding so I wore my gray suit which we have immortalized in pictures so I got my my regular suit, which is one they just said, okay, I guess pick a suit off. The guy was like, he's like, when I came in, I was like, yeah, I got two free suits. He's like, what? <laughs> and then I showed him, and yeah, I got two free suits. So I picked one off the rack, um, and that was a nice tan suit. It looks kind of like a linen suit, but it's tan wool. And then I got an Express Custom, and so they asked me, what do you want to put in the pocket on the inside, you know, like, because you can put a date or whatever. And so like I put, engraving or mo- monogram or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so I put, thanks, COVID. <laughs> and so I have a, a suit. Did you really? Yeah, it's in my closet. Wow. I'll show it to you sometime. Yeah, I have yeah. a suit in my closet, and if you look inside, there's a little thing in the, in the breast pocket that says, thanks, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 10,000 Places Podcast, where we look for God in 10,000 places. Where will we go? What will we find? Hopefully, Jesus. I think an you express win. custom suit. <laughs> I've never heard. That is an amazing. By the way, no one's commented on the fact that I'm currently wearing an ascot. Oh, I, I thought, thought of that when it. I first yeah. came in, and then mm-hmm. we were already talking. To, you asked me about the, the how I was doing, and then I stopped thinking about it. Yeah, you are. Yep. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Style. <laughs> But so, <laughs> we're in a basement of a rectory, dude. And, and, Who are you trying to impress? I, okay, I have a clarification question. Is an ascot the same or different uh, cravat? of a cravat? Uh, cravat's what I think of. I don't remember the difference. I once, so I got in a Downton Abbey phase yeah. of my life. Uh, a cravat's closer to a tie, and ascot's closer to a scarf. I'll got it, that way. got it, okay. Yeah. So, Abbey phase? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I talked in a British accent <laughs> all the time, and much. I sounded really bored. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> These plebes. Um, <laughs> so I decided I wanted to wear cravats, and so my wife bought me a couple. And um, I, it's a longer story, but uh, I essentially wore a cravat to work one day. And that was your first mistake. <laughs> it was. <laughs> my so wouldn't you know? All right. So probably not. Probably so, wouldn't know at all. Someone comes to the office, and I open the door, and the. <sighs> The first words becomes immediately clear that they speak, that they are indeed British. Uh, and they're like, and a I, cravat, I, sir, where's your pocket I, square? <laughs> Do you want to get a pint? I immediately became incredibly self-conscious about what I was wearing. Not that I wasn't before, but incre- increasingly so. And it was never commented on. And I never wore a cravat again. (laughs) (laughs) And so now I just collect them. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of Providence, Rhode Island, two Brits showed up at my door, at my office door. (laughs) While you were wearing a cravat. A cravat. Yeah, you it's like of all the days. So you, you felt like a poser. I like very you, much you were just did. cosplaying. Just cosplaying Downton Abbey Day. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's you a look quite posh. <laughs> that's a good cravat, isn't it? <laughs> you like to wear cravats, yeah? <laughs> I've got a really bad British accent I'm doing here. <laughs> I, it's all over. I like it. It's, oh, it's <laughs> it's it. You know, and like Mrs. Doubtfire is like your um, yeah, your your accent's kind of muddled. And he's, yeah, so is your tan. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, my my accent is not yeah. of any real Brit yeah. anywhere. Ever. I think like a cravat, like a beard, you just have to own that thing. Yeah, I, I think that's have. the problem. Yep. I have an Indiana Jones hat that I wear that I just have to own. Yeah, that exactly. If you don't own it, I think I was talking with someone else. He said, "I want to be a hat person. I just 
I don't feel comfortable. You got it. No, you've got to wear it like like, like you that's know you. you look good. That's you. Because otherwise, yeah, it's kind of like like you know like animals can smell fear. <laughs> yeah, like people can tell when you're not like wearing the thing; it's wearing you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, that student this morning after the final, he said, "Ah, Indiana Jones." I said, <laughs> "Yep, yep." I, or I don't even know. I just smile or whatever. But yeah, so yeah. the thing I briefly it's a great own. hat though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if I own anything. I stylish. I don't own anything stylish, nor do I own anything. Starting to sound like a Franciscan over there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, when I was younger, I used to wear black suits, but with black turtlenecks. Ah. What? What do you think? You're James Bond or something? I'm an Anglophile, first of all. Yeah. But I also used to be more like French poetry, like beatniks or something. If I I had a beret and a cigarette, I probably could have completed that. I'm thinking like the Merovingian. No, but I used to go to classical music concerts that way. And, oh, that fits. Uh, that's that's pretty fits. cool. My wife, thank God, as far as I know, there are no pictures of this. No, <laughs> but my wife is dying to find one. I know uh, what to buy to you me. for your birthday: black turtleneck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've not done it in decades at this point, probably. That's a that's a look, though. Uh-huh. It is. Like if uh-huh. you if you were in the Matrix, is that what your dim- digital residual self image would be? You and a Maybe, turtleneck, probably. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Wow. Yeah. I would be. You have the best beard, I think. <laughs> the... Oh yeah. And no one yeah. even commented on why I have an ascot on, but it's my. Cl- I thought more about that. You're just doing the one mustache thing right now. Yeah, it's my Clark Gable kind of thing. I wore yeah. spectator shoes today, and uh, it's my 1930s dis- to look yeah. today. As we discussed in our beards up ep- mustaches episode, Lewis is somebody who can pull off mustache he, yeah for and sure. he can pull off an ascot i think yeah you gotta own the mustache too because yes, you, you feel weird i keep going i to can't get rid of it. there's no owning it because <laughs> i look like i'm a creepy stalker yeah with just a mustache i keep thinking that but i'll pass someone on the street and she'll look at me weird and i think it's the mustache yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not the ascot <laughs> yeah well it's i went yeah i went shopping at walmart with the spectator shoes and the seersucker and the ascot and the mustache and my errol flynn Clark Gable thing, but it was the end of the semester, and I had my beard longer than I have, I think, any spring. But it was Mr. Miyagi Day, where I dressed up like Mr. Miyagi to do the Karate Kid. He's Asian, by the way, so he can do that. I'm a real Okinawan. (laughs) Miyagi was a fictional Okinawan. I mean, he was really Japanese. Pat Morita was. Yeah, I'm. My mother's from Okinawa, so I cut it down to the the Mr. Miyagi like goatee situation, Mm -hmm. and then I thought it's mustache time. So. Ascot goes with mustache. Wow. I just mm. had a comic book of image of you saying, it's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like the thing. Like, it's yeah. clobberant. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, yeah, some people can pull off the mustache, mm. but but I cannot. Yeah. And you can. You could too, actually, I think. Uh, I, I bet you could. No, no, I believe pretty. it. I think I look really bad without a beard. I think I look stupid without a beard. You gotta own that too, I think. No, you gotta <laughs> not own it. You've gotta cover it up with facial hair. But I did a public lecture on campus on style and I wore my hot pink suit. I looked like I was from a J pop band. And I told the students I was, I was thinking more like a you know, like eighties like uh, like wham or something. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, it could be. So but Angela's wondering up. Before you go, go, leave me hanging here like a yo-yo. Wake me up before you go, go. <laughs> Take me dancing tonight. Man. Well, where is the line between cosplay? I was just going to ask, are, are you are you dressing up? I am. Are I you am. Now, are you cosplaying? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, when does it actually flow from who you are, your character? Like, this is your style. And people don't even think about it as your style anymore. They think, oh, yeah, that's just Justin. Yeah. 
and it's, oh, you're dressed up like a beatnik today. Turtleneck. Uh, years ago, when I first started <laughs> at St. Francis, and people didn't know this about me. Actually, it was one person in particular. Uh-huh. I showed up, and I had on my cowboy hat. And I think I had the big handlebar mustache at the time to go with it. And she said, Lewis, what's with you lately? And I said, what are you talking about? And she didn't answer. She, oh. just, she just kept walking down the hall. I said, all right. Wow. It's cowboy that's hat a- day. <laughs> That's an interaction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right, right. <laughs> for the rest of the day. What is with me? Does she not like me? Although it is true, I had never worn a cowboy hat for three years, and then all of a sudden, uh-huh. cowboy hat. So I thought, yeah. See, I wouldn't think <laughs> twice. But you're one of the few people also can like wear a fedora mm-hmm. you know, cocked. Yeah, and I got that from a Dean Martin Frank Sinatra song. You can't wear a hat unless it's tilted. But the whole song is about how you pull stuff off. Mm. You can't wear a flower unless it's lilted. Anyway, the, the song was, this is how you, you take something that's just off the rack and you turn it into, this is what I wear. And that's your philosophy of dressing. That's my hat philosophy. That's your vestment. Your hat philosophy. <laughs> that's, your, that's your sartorial philosophy. I guess so. So when the priest wears red chasuble, are they cosplaying a martyr? Oh, that's... I didn't see that coming. I, hmm. I meant it a as a joke, but you guys are not laughing, and <laughs> yeah. and you're like thinking about it. And yeah. now I'm like, well, because I was going to, now t- I'm feeling really weird. I was going <laughs> to, like, I don't know where this go. I was going to raise a different question, which okay. is sometimes when priests, when they dress according to a way of dressing like a priest in ages past, are they cosplaying? <laughs> You mean like a Beretta and a cassock, or yeah, okay. yeah, definitely yeah. a Beretta for yeah. sure. Yeah, but the cast. So I will say this: yeah. when I see a priest in a cassock, I immediately, whether justified or not, I immediately make assumptions about their theological and liturgical leanings. I think about comfort. Now, see, that's the thing. If yeah. I were a priest, I'd be rocking, I'd be rocking a, cassock. a cassock too. Yeah, I would keep rock the cassock. Sharif don't like it. Who, who, what? Sharif, don't like it. Rock the cassock. Rock the cassock. Yeah. So I would rock the cassock because, like, why else become a priest? Yeah. I mean, God calls you. Yeah. Want to confect the Eucharist for the birds. I want to wear the cassock. I have to it's say, it's the only way you can. That's so yes. cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. wore a cassock as a. Uh, yeah. Why am I saying that? I wore a cassock <laughs> as a as an altar servant uh-huh. before. I um, wore the one of a deacon who might be seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like um, a, a child dressing up in their parents' clothes, and so I'm like handing stuff to the priest. Like here you go, thunder. <laughs> the arms are draping. Yeah, up. yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. that bad, yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, I have to like, I have to like roll it up and like tie it when I would do yeah anyway there was a YouTube clip about a woman who tried to dress 18th century for a whole year uh-huh. you know it, it used to be terribly people wore nightgowns boys girls yeah with our, young, with our kids yeah. they love nightgowns and seeing that YouTube thing but she talked about how amazingly comfortable it was oh, really? how humane it was for a woman because you don't have these modern things they're one size right and if you get thinner or, or wider nope but anyway, I started thinking about that's part of like mass production, though. Yeah, that's is, part yeah. of it. But yeah. you know, you can have any. You've got jeans on under a cassock. I don't know. But anyway, I was thinking about the comfort of yeah these older clothes. They were like that for reasons. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've often thought like whenever I'm putting pants on my child, like yeah, we totally should have done the just put a shirt dress on all our children because <laughs> yeah. it's so much more yeah. convenient. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what all kids wore. Girl, boy, didn't yeah, matter. Yeah, my mother in law <laughs> makes clothes for our kids, but the night shirts are the kids' favorites, and they're my favorites because just. Over the head, boom, yep, done. Yep. 
Yeah. Done. Yeah, Done. But it yeah. simplifies the bedtime routine. Yeah. Just so, so what p- is this episode about again? It's on style. So at the end, well, I figured out what we're doing here. Wait a second. At the end of season two, we had a very random episode on beards. Yes. At the end of season three, we're having a very random episode on style. <laughs> you call it random, but it's intentional. Yeah, it's a random Maybe for you. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a dream. This is what the people want. <laughs> <laughs> All four of them. <laughs> they want they want randomness. They want content. I need a cigar. <laughs> Somebody get those Cigars boys a are mic. also part of style. Yeah, yeah. They do more like pipes too. Mm-hmm. You know what? So this I think really gets us to the question. Um why do you dress like a weirdo, Lewis? <laughs> It's part of that wanting to, you know, be all things now, to now all let me, people. Let, no, like I'd, you're, you're making that up. That's just total garbage. But <laughs> but I will say, because I know you dress like a weirdo. Because for one, you look awesome doing it. Oh, I'm, thanks. I'll be the first to admit. Like, I'm only saying weirdo because I'm jealous because, man, this guy can <laughs> rock can, a suit yep, yep. of any kind. I've seen you wear spats. Yes. I'm jealous. I, I once, okay. Yeah. Ultimate Lewis story. This is such classic Lewis. Lewis, this is my first year I'm working here at USF, not here in the rectory basement. We're coming at you from the underground, <laughs> but working here in Fort Wayne and um, just getting to know, you know, this person that's going to become one of my best friends and fellow podcaster, I guess. Oh, the places you'll go, yeah, asked Dr. Yeah. Soyce or Seuss. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so. Noise. 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 But anyway, so. It's it's Halloween's coming up. And he says to me, yeah, I'm not really sure, like, like what to to do. Like, what should I go for Halloween? And my first question was, you dress up for Halloween? And he said, yes. And I thought, OK, <laughs> we're we're in for a ride. But then I was thinking, you know, it'd be a great costume it would be like Michael Jackson, but like from Beat It. Right. Like, you know, like. The red jacket with all the zippers and and you know the, the the pants and the white socks that come up and everything, that'd be so cool. And 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 Lewis, oh my god, Lewis is like, yeah, wow, that would be good. Next day, I'm teaching intro to Catholic theology, like you do, <laughs> and he walks into my classroom and he's dressed like Michael Jackson from Beat It, with the red jacket and the black pants, and he does the move. And he's got a he's got a side radio, not a smartphone, mind you, like a normal human being, but some like transistor radio from like he went back in time to the 60s to get. And he's playing, I think, I don't know if it was Beat It or Thriller. So this is like yeah. less than 24 hours. After yes. The proposal. And so then I asked yeah, him later because yeah. it, it so was he had all of my class. Things. So he left. And then I'm just I've got to deal with this now. I got to like process it. And I'm trying to finish a lecture. And so then I ran into my lawyer. I was like, did you have that jacket? And he's like, yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> totally godsmacked. It's the collection. Yeah. It's the collection. You got to have it just in case. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. If you, now I'm just imagining you catching this deal for this Michael Jackson jacket. <laughs> like someday this is going to come in handy. It was 30 and then, bucks. And it was, then it was, it was, it was actual leather, 30 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a great deal. eBay. But just like, it's it the 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 roles that we play in God's providence mm-hmm. 
that as you were buying that jacket, the Holy Spirit knew that someday I'm going to place a guy named Alex Giltner <laughs> right in his path, and it's going to come. It's the fruit of this encounter is going to be he's actually going to wear this damn jacket. <laughs> yeah, God does have a sense of humor. It is. Cool. <laughs> we should have done that episode, but it's it's rather remarkable. But uh, yeah, you do have a great sense of style. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? I would say a... you're 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 probably the best dressed on campus. Oh, by far. I mean, Alan would be up there. Alan, yeah. But mm-hmm. Alan, see, Alan doesn't have the. He doesn't diversify like you. Like he's he's nailed the three. What he piece. does, he does yes. well. He he's nailed the three piece suit yeah. and the three piece like get up. Like he yeah. doesn't always do a suit, but he does like matches and stuff and combos. But. And the you know the pocket the, yeah, the, the pocket square the pocket yeah. square and he can like he, he just, does ascots yeah, yeah he and he does, nails yeah. it but yeah. he does not have the variety like the depth and yeah. and the breadth of styles that you bring to bear it's my immaturity I I still want to be a ninja I want to be crocodile Dundee that's why I dress up well, I want to be all these people why do I collect Lego because I there's no way to feel like you felt about a toy mm-hmm. when you were a kid right. Like, oh, Justin, look at me. What did you have? You probably had. What did you What did you play with when you grew up, Justin? <laughs> That's a great question. I have to plumb that. Did you play with your dad's books? <laughs> did you I, play library growing I wasn't up? A nerd. We just didn't have a lot of money, and so it just wasn't a lot. Yeah, board yeah. games. Yeah. Card times, you, a little bit. Card games. Now, now, uh, now, Lewis I'm, and I didn't have a lot well, of money, but I, we had toys. I never. I never had, um, I took unorthodox things and made games out of them. Mm. So uh, I played a game called baseball chess. What chess is that? Board, and instead of using chess pieces for chess, I would imagine them all playing baseball. Would you do the diamond? Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Oh, no, that just is board. cool. I would yeah. all sorts of, like, so I would take normal things and just. Yeah, yeah. you were a weirdo. I no. was very So weird. my kids, <laughs> again, I think. Still am. You were raised the way that I'm raising uh-huh. my kids. On birthday. We don't have a lot of money for all the kids, and we also don't have a lot of space anymore. There's just the house yeah, is a giant yeah, warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Same. So they'll get a present, but then most of the stuff is the stuff their siblings made. Yeah. So they make a board game for them or a sock puppet, and so we spend a lot of their time seeing the day before, not just the cards, but the actual presents they're making, and then all these cool, weird little things they made for each other. So mm. baseball chess. Very cool. Baseball chess. Yeah. I did try to make up a game when I was uh, probably like eight. With a chessboard mm-hmm. and chess pieces, and it was ridiculous. But I did; it had rules of a sort. I don't really remember them. The, I, also, um, um, I I inherited my dad's old army figures too, and I would just do fun things like with them those too. The little green, green ones. guys. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, had, I collected those too. Actually, I had those. Yeah, I had the red and the green. Yeah, you know, for the commies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was the eighties. It was. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. still fighting though. Yeah, I mean, it was still like you know. Was, Nuclear war was less likely, but it yeah. was still like a thing. Only a few years. I remember ago. asking my mother if, because what I, I remember somebody at, at school told me that if there was a nuclear bomb or a nuclear war, I don't remember, but they said that the world would break in half. Hmm. And so I imagine like I saw the earth in the my earth. mind and it like cracks like an egg, you know? And so I asked my mom if it was possible that she'd break the. The, the break the world in half because I was like really nervous about this like oh my gosh like and you know and so I said like if we had a nuclear war could that happen she said no honey no I mean we'd all be dead 
Enjoy your show. <laughs> yeah. And so I went back to, you know, watching The Princess Bride or Ninja Turtles <laughs> or whatever. Um, and that was, that was growing mm-hmm. up in the 80s, mm-hmm. man. I love that kind of parenting. And I yeah. start to realize I don't tell my kids enough 80s parenting kind of stories to just give them Dude, that. there's a Bluey episode where he's like, yeah. I was from this wild place called the 80s. <laughs> yeah. And I, that's a great one. Where they st- that's a great episode. And he's telling how the brothers picking on each other. Yeah. That's so mean. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what brothers do. It was the 80s. It was a wild time. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what any of this has to do with style, but I'm sure it has something to do with style. There's styles of parenting. Mm-hmm. Am I just cosplaying my parents? <laughs> I hope to that, my That's children? a great question. I mean, I, th- I yeah. think those I are the do, questions all parents wonder about. Oh, now that one is like I, I do react to Jack and I feel like my voice, my face is doing what my dad. Isn't that weird? It's so bizarre. It's weird because it is a freaky, we've never literally been feeling. our parents. No, but we feel like we're our parents yes. from the inside. And I can. Oh my gosh, it is so surreal. Yeah. Are we all just cosplaying? Is I, this the Matrix? I start to think about this the is Mutakali. all a figment of our imagination. It's but, the medieval Muslim philosophers yeah. who wondered about the one soul, and if we're just differentiated from this one soul, I start wondering oh, about the things like Araberoes that. Yeah. versus Avicenna, yeah. and is God the potential intellect, or is He the entire intellect? And I wonder if it's being a dad that makes them think those kinds of things. Um, huh. Well, well I mean, yeah. go, go ahead. No, I mean, there's something in in the modern neuroscience they're starting to realize that the upper levels of the brain i think the mid to upper levels are formed socially so the fact that we're individuals is i mean we are individuals right but um so much of what our brain is formed by our social interactions i mean so it makes sense that, I'm, okay sorry i'm i'm gonna be a bit curmudgeonly but uh, you know aristotle could have told you oh that i know too. I like know, it's I know. not neuroscience is telling us like yeah yeah. No, the, so I mean, much he, of, when he was writing the ethics, yeah. it was because like all these different polices have different sets of values. Yeah, yeah. No, so much of their what societies. So much we're study, we study is I realize is the Greeks and the Catholics knew it, right? Yeah. So, so I and, and I'm not yeah, trying to be yeah. like like grouchy to you. Right. It's just like yeah, but no, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And I mean, it makes what they they observed all the more impressive because they did not have the ability to look inside the brain well that's a live one at least yeah and and, well yeah and so correct me if i'm wrong lewis but as i recall i mean aristotle one of the reasons he defined us as a social Social. animal Mm -hmm. was because we learn how to be the kind of animal we are from society we don't come with the knowledge intact that's where the whole tabula rosa which i don't or tabula rasa excuse me i don't know how much that how much does that map on aristotle which the I mean, tabula rasa not at all okay i mean so john Locke popularizes that in yeah. the modern era of mm-hmm. philosophy mm-hmm. but yeah we don't find our full function outside of it, community you couldn't have a tabula rasa if if you've got a uh, formal cause mm-hmm. and final cause no yeah so it wouldn't yeah. make any sense anyway yeah so why did we so have, john Locke created this notion that aristotle believed in the tabula rasa no, sorry. John Locke yeah. is the one who popularizes the view that we're born with nothing. Yeah. Oh, so the tabula okay. rasa is the view that when we're born, we're a, a blank, blank slate. slate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so parents, their job is to argue, fill that slate. No, so uh, some people argue though that that Aristotle says that you are, and then sense information starts coming. Oh, in. I've never heard that. I mean, it may be there, but in, in his cognition theory, in his, if it's there, 
I'm oblivious. I've never heard that. Well, I just remember getting, and now this is getting years, and I just remember getting into it because uh, there's a whole debate about this in the Scholastic period. And Bonaventure takes the more Augustinian Neoplatonic notion that we come. So he believes that we come with a set of like principles that are locked in, Mm -hmm. but we don't know what they are until we start receiving sense information Mm -hmm. and then it starts activating the principles. Okay, so I see where you're going. Yeah, and, so and I, I've understood that to be kind of a an Aristotelian view. Yeah, so it wouldn't be tabula rasa. So in Nicomachean Ethics, Book Two, Chapter One, Aristotle says, "Neither by nature nor contrary to nature do the virtues arise in human beings." By which he means we're not born with the natures we're supposed to acquire through mm-hmm. work. Human beings are the kind of things that have to work at becoming what they're supposed to be. Right, but we're born yeah. with the 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 apparatus and the the hardware. Yeah, we're born with the, Ready the to capacities. Receive. Yeah, 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 and we so, have to develop the characteristics. Yeah, so this might be a way to, to tie this all together, um, <laughs> if that's possible. <laughs> because <laughs> in order to achieve, praying for a miracle, Justin, in order to achieve one style, one has to cosplay it first. Yeah, that's true. That's virtue theory yeah. right there. It virtue is. Theory. Yeah. Oh, you if have to you're going to put on Christ, like mm-hmm. Paul says to do in Galatians chapter three, that you all must put on Christ. Then you're gonna have to cosplay Christ, and that is the most ten thousand places thing ever. Because dude, we, we went just 10, places and nailed found it, wow. Justin. You saved wow, us, Justin. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Was it you or was it the Holy? Spirit? I'm pretty sure it's the Holy Spirit <laughs> who breathes. Wow. Over the when world. you said the whole time, you made it sound like he's the angel Raphael in the Book of Tobit, and all of a sudden he's just, just going to reveal himself to be an angel. <laughs> yeah. Week. Well, I was thinking about like hiding a, behind that beard. I was thinking about like a twist in the story. You know, yeah. like it was you the whole time, <laughs> Justin. Yes. Where do people reach us? Please feel free to reach out to us at Ten Thousand Places Podcast, all spelled out at gmail.com. So we're done with the episode? We're done with the episode. Beards, ascots, and all. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm Alex Giltner. And I'm Justin Aquila. I am Lewis Pearson. And this has been the 10,000 Places Podcast. This has been a production of OSV Podcasts. To learn more, visit osvpodcasts.com.